Hey everybody, it's Ryan from Pi Records, and I'm here with Eddie from Lost Straight Jackets. How are you, Eddie? Well, I'm good, man. How you doing, Ryan? Great. It's so great to have you on the show. Um, a lot. We have a lot of great bands um, that play surf music on the show, and it's finally, it, it's finally like one of my goals was to get you on. So I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, man. So let, let's start where it all began. Um, was it 96-ish? Yeah. We, well, 94 is when we really, uh, I think we made our first record. And 95, we were touring by 95. I know that. Yeah. I mean, but it actually, and that was the low straight, I guess. Me and Danny... Amos and Jimmy Lesser, the drummer, we actually had a, a three-piece band, instrumental band called The Straight Jackets in the late 80s, 89 or something. But it's kind of dissipated. Then we got back together a few years later with Scott on bass and called it Low Straight Jackets and Wore the Mass. And then, uh, and then uh, Pulp Fiction came out, and all of a sudden it was, it was cool to play surf music again, you know? Yeah, right. So it was good timing, you know. Totally. What What was it like playing playing uh, in the straight jacks in the in the eighties when uh, it was a lot of hair metal, a lot of heavy metal? Um, not, well, not as much. We we, we well, we the only place we ever played was we, we lived was in Nashville. We all lived in Nashville, so we would play at the clubs here in Nashville and. Um, and people, I mean, we're getting a little bit of a following. People kind of dug it, you know. But but I had friends in the music business, and um, I, I I know they looked at me with I could always sense the pity in their eyes. And they thought, <laughs> you know, what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, it was a suicidal kind of move, you know, career-wise, to be playing, you know, serpents and metal. And, and, and anywhere, but let alone Nashville, you know. Um, so, but well, we actually had a we were actually people kind of dug it. But then you know, our, our drummer Jimmy Lester, he was also in another band called Web Wilder. And so, when Web Wilder um, went on the road, he he had to go and do that. And so the band sort of dissipated until 1994 and. I actually, in between that time, I started another band called the Planet Rockers, a rockabilly band, which still exists today. We still play festivals in Europe mostly. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I moved to Chicago for a year, joined the band called Big Guitars from Memphis. I moved to Austin for Texas for a few months. So I was all, I was just uh, going, going everywhere, you know, which way. But but then I moved back to Nashville. And, in 94 I, I i left probably 92 and joined those bands and i came back in 94 and the reason i needed a place to stay and so with my wife melanie to get on our feet so i don't think that the the had room for us with danny amos and the original guitar player from the straight jackets so I asked Danny if we could stay there, and he said, sure. So he had a nice big ranch house, and um, so 
And uh, me and my wife, both Melanie, we both got a job at my friend's record store, Phonolux Records, and got on our feet. But within a month, we were, but, but, but just uh, as a favor to Danny for letting us stay there, I, I said, hey, let's get Jimmy back over. And the three of us just jam, you know, with the old songs, you know, Street Shackers. And never in my mind thinking that we were going to do a, a serious band, you know. I thought we'd done that, that's over. And I was thinking, honestly, I was thinking, I don't even want to be in another band. I I, I just hope I can get a gig um, as a guitar player, maybe with some of these country bands, you know. Um, that's how we kind of... That's how we kind of met Scott Esbeck, our bass player, because there was one country artist named Marty Brown at the time I thought was pretty cool. You know, he sounded like Hank Williams, you know. And I said, hey, man, that's a guy I can maybe I get a gig with him. And so I found out that he was doing a video somewhere, and we went down to, to talk to him, and Scott Esbeck was playing bass with him. So Scott knew, he knew Jimmy and Danny, so... We told him what we were up to. He said, hey, man, I'd like to be on that. So that's how he became our bass player. So you know, it was the four of us. And we, we used to rehearse a couple of times a week at Danny's house. And um, <clears throat> the, last, the whole time I'm thinking, this is just going to be for fun. You know, just maybe, maybe we'll play once in a while for our friends. But, um, but unbeknownst to me, Danny, he, had, um, he was going through like a midlife crisis. He wanted to play in a band. He wanted to get out. He had a really good job. He he was working for a Nashville now, a, a TV show. You know, he was like a stage manager. That was a good job, you know, compared to what I was doing. And um, but he was sick of it, and he wanted to get in a band and travel. And so he kind of took the ball and ran with it, you know. And um, uh, so, but I, I, but I did. The only thing I I, I did. Give my credit for, <clears throat> give myself credit for it was, I, I recognized something cool is happening. You know, um, when you know all of a sudden the the universe was saying yes instead of no, and yeah, and um, yeah. so you know, yeah, so because um, we got yeah, so we, and we went, we 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 rehearsed and rehearsed. And, oh, we knew these songs. We had the songs down cold now, and uh, Danny said, "Let's go and record them." You know, so we we scheduled. Some uh, recording time, and it just so happened that his good friend Ben Vaughn was going to be in town. Ben Vaughn's a Philly guy. He's he's, he's uh, you know, from Camden. And, okay. Uh, maybe some of you, some of your listeners might recognize his name. So Ben was in town staying with Danny, and so he wound up being a producer on that first record, and that that wound up to be very serendipitous because he he. He got our, our the, the recording to like a record label, and and, and so now we have a record label. It was it was Upstart Records, which was part of Rounder Records out of Boston, and um, so we had a record label, and then we then we went and started touring, and we uh, we spent about three years on the road without getting out of the van, man, from like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, we toured nonstop every city in America and, and um, I remember all of a sudden every place we went the opening band would be a surf band it's like America went from having zero surf bands to every every city 
<laughs> you show up in you know, Dayton, Ohio, or something. It'd be a freaking surf band, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, but we stuck with it, you know. And we um, and I remember after about a year, after about three years of you know, touring, I remember thinking, "Holy cow, you know." We we're actually making a living doing this, you know. And this is what so that that's how it began, you know. Was that uh being on the road for for three years uh, without a break? Is it? Uh, I want to say, is it? Is it? Was it difficult for you um, knowing where you were financially and keep keeping your wits about you being out on the road all the time? No, man, it was. Um, it was um it was um the complete opposite it was like it was so i was having such a great time it was like a dream come true i'm getting i'm, I'm i remember thinking good grief man people are paying us money to go play rock and roll i mean i'm like yeah i do this for free you know going to places like san francisco and you know seattle and getting to play and i thought this is and i realized i knew we were we were very fortunate and very lucky because i had just spent you know five years working at a hotel you know and i was just so glad to be playing music and uh, making a living at it so so i was um so once i was out there it wasn't it wasn't a financial burden because we me you know, my wife and i we just lived really simply and you know, real frugally we, we didn't have much you know and, um and we learned and i learned I, I just knew how to live cheap man being a musician i lived, lived like a college student you know so, um, so it was never, no, I don't ever remember. I remember once we started touring, that was it, man. We never looked back. And it was never, there was never a time like, oh man, I'm not making money. better. got to do something else, you know? I mean, right. so within a couple of years, we were, that's what I mean. And we were making a living, you know, making, I remember the first time, I remember the first time we made a thousand dollars in a week. I was like, holy cow. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was, that was, that was it, man. I had made it, you know? Um, so um but yeah we and then we just got lucky man we just kept playing we kept working and then the next thing you know we started getting songs and movies and stuff you know tv shows and movies and that that was really a a a, 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 a good thing you know godsend you know which uh which movies and tv shows would you would you say were highlights for you like being a fan of of tv and movies which which Shows was, was um, it cool for you to be in? Well, um, it's funny. I was just, this the other last a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was in the, my my son, my nineteen year old son was home, and he's asking me what songs my mo what movies my songs are in. I couldn't, I can't remember. I know a few of them, you know, TV shows. There's like Malcolm in the Middle and Sex in the City, but I didn't watch any of those shows, you know. Um, and, and, and this happened, we, we were, so we, we said, let's go watch a movie and we're on Netflix and scrolling around and said, we said, hey, and, uh, meet the family comes out and says, say, did you ever see this movie, son? It's a pretty good movie. So I said, let's watch a trailer. We're watching the trailer. And he says, hey, dad, that sounds like an itchy chicken. That's your song. And that's, I mean, it was in, it was in the <laughs> trailer of meet the parents, you know? And so, uh, wow. that was pretty cool. And another time, another time, a similar thing happened to me. And a friend, I got together with two friends. My friend said, "Hey, man, you gotta watch this. This um, there's a documentary on um, Betty Page, you know." So we're at his house watching it, 
And all of a sudden, again, Casbah, one of our songs comes on. I'm like, hey, holy cow, I forgot our songs in that movie. That's, kind of, that's what happened. But, but I tell you, man, I was just so busy all the time. I didn't even, couldn't, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. I'd come home and I, didn't, I don't know. I was on the road and then I'd come home and I, I, I couldn't even tell you what happened. I know a few of them. I know those two and, um, and TV shows like Sex and City, Malcolm in the Middle, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think it was so we had a song in um, um, Sandlot 2. And, and, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and, um, oh, shoot, man. Bad News Bears 2. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, so anyway, it was, it was, that was cool. But, uh, and the commercials, Skechers. Com oh, wow. Commercial and Popeye Chicken. Yeah, a lot of stuff, man. But, um, is, so but, so th this stuff is all going on in the background while you're just going out and playing. Right. Yeah, I was just on the road so much, and, uh, and I'd hear about it, and I'd get home, but, but I, I didn't really focus on it, you know, it was, it was just a, yeah, when you're touring like that, you're just, um, that's what, you're, your head's in another place, you know, and, and um, you're, you're just, you're, you're traveling all the time, and checking into a hotel, and, you know, um, you're tired a lot. So, yeah. I wasn't really paying attention, you know. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, you guys have 19 albums. Is that correct? I don't even know. See, that's the stuff I don't know, <laughs> stuff like that. I didn't hear them because I, having, you know, I, it's hard for me to keep track. Having so much material, um, I mean, that's a that's a blessing that, that you have the ability to write and perform all those. What does it feel like when you're going to to to, uh, to pick out a set list and you have so much to choose from? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, I know what you. I know what you're saying. I remember one day it occurred to me. Uh, like, I, you know, we do. We have a knack for writing these songs. You know, and then I again, and you never stop to think of it until one day you, you, the light bulb goes off. It's like after you're. If you've written, if you've had a bunch of records, and I never realized it, but that, that, that I had a knack for it, but until uh, I started, you know, all of a sudden I'm in the middle of doing it. But um, so I, I had a knack, and Danny Amos had a knack. You know, he 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 could write. I mean, the very first song he ever wrote was Calhoun Surf. Wow, it was that, um, that's a great song. And um, but the, yeah, so but to answer the rest of your question. When we tour, it's, a, it's sort of a sort of a conundrum because we sim we tend to play a lot of the same songs because people want to hear there's certain songs that people always want to hear, you know. So they always want to hear Itchy Chicken and um, you know Casbah. Then there's certain songs. So there's a lot of obscure songs that we deep cuts or something that we don't play. And um, but I've been thinking after this lockdown, it made me think. Going forward, um, I want to start doing more of those, you know, more of the deep cuts stuff, you know, just say, look, man, we've done these songs, you know, I've done Itchy Chicken all, you know, a million times, and, you know, whatever, and, but there's some of me, I, you know, I, you know, still have to do, like, probably have to Pacifica or University Boulevard, you know, so that's what it is, it's like a balancing thing of playing what people expect to hear, and, you know, 
what you 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 want to do. It's uh, you know, but I hope they play more more of the obscure stuff. Yeah, that sounds cool. I always love when a yeah. band changes it up, like they uh, yeah, they come out with, with with the deep cuts, like you said, and um, it, it just, if you see the band a couple times, it kind of makes for a different type of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we hope so to do that. I, I want to talk about Mexico City with you. Yeah, um, it's a crazy couple, place. Couple of I would love to go there. A uh, couple of people I've talked to mentioned. Uh, first of all, Doctor Triton. Uh, do you remember them? No. Okay. They they did band? they mentioned uh, maybe working with somebody in your band. <laughs> yeah, I work with Danny. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, and Laura, Laura Beth from uh, the Neptunas talked about on our on our podcast about the shows you played with them. With the Neptunas or yeah. with the other uh, band? Yeah, okay. Neptunas, in Mexico. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was a festival. Oh, was it? I think I think so. I don't know, um, but, but um, well, Mexico is that is definitely by far our, our wildest audience, you know, biggest, biggest, wildest audience. You know? And one of the things that's cool about playing there is that it like teenagers are into it, you know, that they, they consider it like punk rock or something, you know, surf music. And um, and we uh, hit there at a time and the, and um i remember the first time we went there i think it was in 2000 and i was a little bit nervous how we were going to be received in a mask you know if they were going to be like offended or you know oh yeah and uh but but it was just the opposite they were flattered that we were borrowing their culture they were very flattered but and they yeah. they thought it was great we were uh and um danny told me later that he, because Danny knew, the he knew a lot of the guys in the rock and roll scene in Mexico City. He'd been going there, you know. That's uh, so. Um, he said before we went there, there was no bands wearing wrestling masks, and after us, there was like probably a hundred bands, you know, in Mexico City yeah. wearing masks. You know, we sort of brought their own culture back to them. You know, that's pretty cool. And I, I we played some wild gigs in Mexico. We we played at a baseball stadium once a couple times. We we opened up for this Latin, Latino band called uh, Los Cadillacs Fabuloso, and uh, two 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 nights sold out baseball stadium. Crazy man, yeah, maybe a hundred thousand people because the whole place was packed. That's and um, another time, yeah, another time we played in the in the center of Mexico outdoors. At the El Socolo in, in the center of Mexico City, and um, supposedly there was seventy thousand people there. I don't know, but it was a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people in Mexico City, man. I'm, I remember one time walking down the street, and I just got kind of freaked out, but like claustrophobic. Too many yeah. people, you know. Um, yeah. But and it's an interesting place, and um, and Danny Amos, or, or, I keep referring to. So maybe people don't know he's the original other original guitar player. You know, he, he moved to Mexico City about five years ago. And now he lives in Acapulco. He moved to Acapulco, so but um 
but he's a guy who had the home love for Mexican culture, you know. When we started the band, he had a box of wrestling masks, and we just thought they looked cool, so we put them on, you know. And, um, but, but, um, yeah, it, yeah it, it, you should get, you should go there if you can. It's pretty wild, you know. I would go just to see the architecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really great. Yeah, um, it's good to know if you know somebody. Show you around. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. And Brazil's another place I'd love to go. Yeah, we played there once. Yeah, there's a River Brazil. They put on a festival there. Yeah. Uh, I would love to go to that. It's a, it's a surf music festival? Yeah. Called River Brazil? That's the that's the record label. It's his name's Leopoldo. Oh, okay. They're on um, Facebook so, and Instagram if you want to message them. Hold on. Let me write that down. What, 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 what's, what's the name on Facebook? Uh, Reverb Brazil with an S. Brazil? Yep. Brazil with an S? Yes. Like B-R-A-I. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah, he, uh, so, are you he's, got a, he's got a record label. He he puts on a lot of shows. He's in a band. He does a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'd love um, to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. We got some fans down there. I think, you know, uh, what's that band's name? I can never remember the band's name, but I think they're from Argentina. Uh, shoot. Um, I don't know. I can't think of it. But you are you 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 are you familiar with a lot of the surf bands and surf festivals around the world? Um, I know Surfer Joe. I I know the two that that happened in Brazil, uh, the one that yeah. happens in Southern California with Jeff. Um, yeah, and I. Do you I, know High Tide and High Tide Recordings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in New Jersey, they're, they're actually you know, Vin Vincent. They're actually, you know, pretty close to where I am. Yeah, they're like Asbury Park. Yeah, that's not too far. Freehold, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of new to them. Um, I don't know them very well, but but uh, he, no, you he should you should you should know him. The yeah, right, he, uh, yeah, well, I, Vincent. I interviewed should... him and his wife, and they're very nice people. Oh, okay. So you've already interviewed him, yeah. Yeah, they uh they sent me some music to play on my radio show, so I thought that was very nice of them. Yeah. Cool. They do a little festival up there. You might, you should go to sometime. I, I would I love to. It. Um, I would love to go to any show right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, picking back off, off of what you said earlier, you have, uh, you're in Nashville. Um, yeah. One of the guys is in Acapulco. When do you guys plan on getting together to jam before you go out and play? Okay. Well, Danny, who's in Acapulco, he doesn't tour anymore. So, so, but I'm in, but I'm in Nashville. The bass player, our bass player is in LA, and, and a drummer and the other guitar player are in upstate New York. So, um, we we usually just show you know our next gig. And our first gig since the lockdown is um, it's in uh, in England in uh, uh, August the seventh, 
Oh, wow. And, um, so that's coming up. Yeah. So we'll get there a couple of days early and rehearse. And we're, we're playing with Nick Lowe. I don't know if you know who Nick Lowe is. But oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I love L.A. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's a cool guy. We've been touring a lot with him through the last five or six years. So that's our next gig on the books. How did so, you guys get I, hooked I up to, to make a record with him? Um, well, we, we had the same manager, and we had, we're on the same record label, Yep Rock Records. So we actually met at a um, Yep Rock Records had a, a um, party one year, and we were both playing, and that's the first time we met and played. That's probably 10 years ago or something. That's so, great. You know, it's a great album. We're all big fans of it. Yeah, yeah, we're big fans of it. The, 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 the number of tunes that guy has written for movies is incredible. Yeah. He's a great songwriter. So uh, what, what's, what's next right now for you guys? Well, that, that one, um, that, that, that's our next gig. And we have a couple of gigs at the end of uh, August around the Chicago area. And then, we do a then we're doing a two or three week tour in, in the Midwest, November with Nick. Um, but during the pandemic, we've been doing these um, recordings re remotely. I don't know if you saw any of them. We, the last one we did was called Ombre um, about two months ago. And, um, we did one called Genesee River Rock, and we did a few with Nick. And um, but we got a new one that we're working on. It's a song. I, it's called April Showers. So I hope that. Oh wow. Have that. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be finished sometime in, in the near future. So Excellent. that's about it, you know. Yeah. Excellent. So how yeah. how easy has it been for you guys to record and share tracks, as opposed to all being in the same room? Have you guys been able to acclimate? Yeah, 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 we, yeah. It's been, it's been fairly easy. It took me a little while. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably the most challenged, tech, technologically challenged. So, but I might mean, use GarageBand on, on my computer, and it's pretty, pretty simple, you know. I mean, um, the hard part is, uh, you know, you can't, you, you know, it's when you're in a room together, you can kick around ideas, you know, and yeah. try out things. Well, when you're doing it remotely like this, you kind of have to, you know, it's more, you know, you got to have it figured out, you know. Yeah. Before him. But, yeah, we're doing all right. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we recorded. If you include the stuff we did with Nick, I mean, we recorded at least six, maybe ten songs, you know. We did wow, a couple Christmas great. songs with him. I know we did two Christmas songs with Nick. And we did a song called A Quiet Place. Then we did Genesee River Rock. We did Ombre. And uh, I just think that there's another. I think that there's. Um, I guess. I don't know. I, I, that's all I can think of. But at least six songs, yeah. It is. Just uh, cool. so keep I, things going. Yeah, it's great. Are, are you planning on putting some, some of this stuff out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of it's. You can find all of it on Bandcamp right now. Oh, okay. Cool. Maybe we'll, maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll record some of it and put it on a on a, an album. You know, I yeah, think we yeah. will. Probably, I think we will. You know? Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, I don't want to. I don't don't want to keep you any longer than uh, unless unless you want to keep talking. (laughs) No, I should probably go soon. Actually, I was actually I got just I had my garage band set up here. I'm recording something. This friend in England sent me something. He wanted me to put a guitar track on, so I was I got to work on that tonight. But Uh, I love. I will talk if you got more questions. I'll. I love collaborating. I'm collaborating with a, a a guy in uh uh in Canada from the Surf Hermits. He's such a great guy. And uh I love being able to just go on the internet and find great people to play with. Yeah, that's cool. There's a cool band in Canada called the Surfer Jets. Have you seen them? Yeah, Surfer yeah, Jets. I like them. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Little band, yeah, they're great. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anybody else I know of right now. Yeah. Um, a, they have the radio yeah. station up there, Shaking Cats. I don't know that one. That sounds good, though. Yeah, they got yeah. a lot of, a lot of rock, Billy, and Surf. Um, they got a Shaking lot of listeners. Okay. Like a, is it online? Uh, it's online, and I think they have like a physical station. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And your thing is like a podcast, you know? Yeah, it's on uh, it's on YouTube and it's on all the streaming platforms. I'm kind of a small label and I do a lot of promotions and stuff like that for record labels and stuff. But but um, what what seems to get most people interested is the podcast and the interviews. Uh, That seems that, that seems to be pretty, pretty good for what people seem to like. Yeah. So and can you like, are you able to like uh, edit this stuff? No, no, man. No. Just straight front to back. Get out there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we better shut up then before it gets too long. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man. Is there anything else you want to, you want to say or add or say to our listeners before we sign off? Um, I can't think of anything. Just look forward to being out on the road again and seeing people, you know, it'd be, 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 be a lot of fun once we're out there touring around again, you know. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ryan. And, and send me the info, you know, the link and stuff, how I can get find this, okay? All right, man. You take care. So I, can, I, can maybe sh- I, I can maybe sh- I can maybe share it on the Little Straight Jackets Facebook page. Oh, that would be excellent. Yeah. All right. All right, All right, Ryan. Good, good talking to you, man. Good talking to you. Anytime you want. You got it. Oh, thank you. See you, man. Bye, bye.